back to real talk sports with rico today i'll be your host today's show we are talking about the afc and we're pretty much going to predict each division who's going to be the winner and uh, who's going to be the losers in each division i'll also be talking about the super bowl prediction here as well and then i'm going to hit you guys with another show where i'll be exclusively talking about tonight's thursday night game between the kansas city chiefs and the Detroit Lions, so definitely stay tuned for that. Before we actually jump into the content, let me first and foremost thank Spotify for being our platform. Uh, you can catch us on Anchor, uh, which is Spotify podcast now. You can also catch us on YouTube. We are at Real Talk Sports with Rico. And then I also want to thank the fans out there who have actually chimed in on a week-to-week basis here to help us drive content to the show and any sponsors who have actually put sponsorship on the show. So, guys, I'm going to drive into it. Lots of content to go through. Um, but as usual, I will have some graphics up here via Madden 2024. You'll see some gameplay. You'll also see some live roster updates coming through here as well. So let me go and first jump into the AFC East. I think the AFC East is probably one of the most exciting divisions here in football right now, especially with the fact that you have Aaron Rodgers now in this division. Um, so a lot of people are really anticipating some good football in this division. You know, the Bills are over there. I believe the Dolphins are in this division. So I think that this is probably one of the most anticipated divisions in the National Football League this year. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. We're going to put the rosters up there. And first, starting off with Aaron Rodgers. I just talked about Aaron Rodgers here to lead. I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be the most anticipated player out there because uh, at the end of the day, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the guy that I think makes the ship run. I think that Aaron Rodgers and his presence alone is what the Jets are counting on here to win this division. Uh, you know, they had a solid defense last year, and they're really thinking that offensively they were a quarterback away. It didn't necessarily work with Zach Wilson, who you see up on the screen, who I think is a great insurance policy, has shown a lot of maturity and being benched. And I think that at some point he is going to be ready. And I love the fact that the Jets have not moved on from him. I think at some point they're going to need Zach Wilson again, especially if this is the same situation that worked out with uh, Brett Favre back in the day when he was traded over from Green Bay. Remember, he was only there for a year. Now, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for more than a year, but it's more of a short-term fix whenever you bring a veteran quarterback into the fold. And I certainly think that Zach Wilson is going to be a very serviceable player at some point in this league. I love the fact that they went out and upgraded the running back room. They already have a solid running back in Brees Hall, who I think was the hands-down rookie of the year as far as the offensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall was having a spectacular year until he had the knee injury. Uh, he is expected to be back. But in the meantime, they have Delvin Cook here. I think between Delvin Cook and Brees Hall, they have Michael Carter. They have uh, Knight on the roster as well. The running back room is really loaded with the Jets, and I think that they are going to have a lot of say 
in the wins and losses because uh, you already know what they have at the wide receiving core. But the fact that they're so good at running back, it reminds me a lot of some of the Patriot teams when they had a really good running back room uh, where they could either you know run the football well or pass the ball very well. I like where the Jets have gone with this. Uh, wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is probably the most anticipated wide receiver this year, along with George Pickens. Um, a lot of people feel like Garrett Wilson should put up Devontae Adam numbers. I got a chance to look at some of his, his gameplay last year, and I must say that he is spectacular as far as making spectacular catches. He possesses uh, speed that is, is just unmatched with most corners out there, and he reminds you a little bit of somewhat what Calvin Johnson was able to do as far as positioning his body for some of those deep throws and things like that. So a very exciting player. Garrett Wilson paired with Aaron Rodgers uh, is – I think going to be one of the top tandems in the league this year. Um, I love the fact that they brought Mikel Hardman over here as well. Um, it doesn't bode well that he's already starting off questionable. I think that that was one of the big things with him in Kansas city is him staying healthy, but if he is able to stay healthy, he does possess the ability to have some big plays. I love that they brought Alan Lazard over here. I think he's more of a captain on the field I think he's more going to mentor guys and really show them exactly how Aaron Rodgers loves to run the offense. So he's going to be more of a glue guy. Um, Corey Davis, one of my favorite players, especially once he came out of Tennessee. He is a guy that he can certainly turn the pages offensively for any team because he's such a physical a dominant wide receiver. Um, he's literally been is the kind of guy that can push corners off of him. Uh, he also has the speed and breakaway speed to make some plays as well. A very serviceable fantasy football player. If you're looking for a wide receiver out there, I certainly think that Corey Davis is going to have some very good days here, uh, especially when you look at Garrett Wilson, and those guys like that, they're probably going to see some doubles uh, and maybe some triples, some zone coverages rotating over. I think that Corey Davis, Randall Cobb, uh, Lazard, these guys are going to eat lunch inside. Uh, next up, the tight end position. So uh, Tyler Conklin, I think, is one of the better tight ends in the league if he stays healthy. I like him for sure. He took a huge leap last year. I think he's going to take a, a leap this year, especially with what Aaron Rodgers was able to do with uh, Rob Tanyans. Uh, you're looking at uh, Usman here, who was a very good tight end for Joe Burrow and Cincinnati. Uh, two serviceable tight ends, and he's the much better blocker. But I think he's going to see a lot, a lot of, of coverage and he, I think he's going to see a lot of options I should say in coverage because they have so many weapons on the offensive end uh, defensively uh, you're looking at John Franklin Myers one of the best defensive ends in the league and this was really the Jets calling card last year was their defense you got Carl Larson on the other side they have uh, Williams here in the defensive tackle um, C.J. Mosley at the middle linebacker position. Um, looking at uh, Sauce Gardner, one of the better cornerbacks in this uh, in this league. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of Daryl Revis. Uh, so, you know, the defense with the Jets was not really a question. It was offensively here. So, like I said, you can expect the Jets to be very exciting on the offensive end. I think that you're now going to see them push forward and really make a push here. Uh, I think this year in this division and right now i must say i think that they're probably uh they're probably my favorite right now in this division 
just because of the additions that they have made offensively. You're looking at some of the firepower that they have defensively, and they have one of the better kickers of all time as well. Next up, the Miami Dolphins. So starting with Tua, okay, and the question is, is Tua going to stay healthy? I love the fact that they went out there and they got Mike White over from the Jets. I think that that was a very good pickup because when they got into that playoff game and Tua went down, um, they had to go with Thompson, and he was very inexperienced, but Mike White here showed that he could get it done. At one point, he was starting for the Jets. Uh, at one point, you were wondering, is he actually going to be the guy that the Jets rolled the dice with? Uh, but I think everything starts with Tua for the Miami Dolphins. If Tua is healthy, then I think certainly – the Miami Dolphins are going to be dangerous. Um, and it's interesting that Bryce Young and Tua came out of the same school and they have the same question marks. I think if you're comparing Bryce Young to a quarterback, it is to Tua. You're hoping that Bryce Young is able to stay upright and he's able to stay healthy. If he's not able to stay healthy, then I think that this is pretty much what his career would look like at this point in time. Uh, a guy that can certainly get the ball down the field, certainly can read defenses, but health is going to be the question. The running back room is one of the deepest with Miami, starting with uh, Raheem Mozart. These, both of these guys that they have are coming over from the 49ers. The guy that I probably have the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest interest in this room is going to be their third stream running back, who I think at some point, excuse me, is going to be RB1. Uh, the young man coming out of Texas A&M can absolutely fly right here. Uh, you're looking at him on the screen, uh, Devin Aiken. I think that this guy is a legit RB1. I think that this guy's going to have a fabulous career. And not to take anything away from Jeff Wilson Jr. or Mozart, but both of these guys were injury prone. And I think that this young man has a real chance to be a star in this league. I expect him to be RB1 at some point. And it's interesting that they still have Miles uh, Gaskin and um, Savan uh, Amid on the, the roster as well. Both of those were RB1s for them at some point. Uh, wide receiver room definitely starts with Tyreek Hill. You know what you have with Jalen Waddell, two of the best in the league. I think that that's probably one of the best duos in the league out there, um, you know, you're wondering what this guy is going to do, formerly known as Robbie Anderson, uh, now changes his name to Robbie Chosen. Uh, he's had some big days in this league. He's been a, a wide receiver one in Carolina. Uh, he's been a wide receiver one with the Jets as well. And he's been an excellent guy in the punt return and kickoff return game as well. Um, I think this he's a, a much more solid three than, say, Cedric Wilson Jr. coming over from the Cowboys. But – I think that he's he must have a very good year for the Dolphins to have a great year because of all the attention that Tariq Hill and Waddle are going to get. Uh, as far as defensively here, Miami is very solid uh, defensively. I love what they have here, especially at the right end with Christian Wilkinson, uh, Bradley Chubb playing linebacker as well, one of the best linebackers in the game. They have Jerome Baker out there in the middle linebacker position. And Jalen Phillips, uh, probably one of my favorite players as well, playing the right outside linebacker position. I think he's one of the better linebackers in the game. Reminds me a lot of Jason Taylor 
and Zach Thomas. If you're a, an old school football fan from back in the day, both of those Hall of Famers both could play uh, an excellent mix between the two. Jalen Ramsey got hurt with the knee injury coming into camp. He's clearly their number one. They just traded for him. Hopefully they're able to get him back with Xavier Howard. Uh, I think when you do get him back, you're looking at probably one of the better defensive uh, cornerbacks uh, or excuse me, the better cornerbacks in the game. As far as the tandem is concerned, you're looking at the better corners uh, in the game when those two come back and they're healthy here. I love what they have with Deshaun Elliott right there at the strong safety. Um, They got Brandon Jones here as well behind him. So they got some excellent depth. Uh, expect for the Dolphins to compete. I don't expect for them to win the division. Right now, I have them third at best in the division. Even if they're playing well, I don't think that they leapfrog the Bills or the Jets. Next up, the New England Patriots. So the New England Patriots, starting with Mac Jones, I'm not really sold on Mac Jones. I think that if a team should have went out and traded for Trey Lance, I believe it was the Patriots. Uh, They took a chance with uh, Cam Newton back in the day, and I think that it would have served well if they would have took a chance with Trey Lance. I think that comparatively speaking, if you're to look at what Trey Lance could become, it would be a lot like a Cam Newton because he can can use his legs. I think he's terrific at those read options, uh, those RPOs, whatever you want to call them. And I think that he has the arm strength to go down the field and not saying that Mac Jones doesn't, but I think that Trey, Trey Lance is a bit more uh, a better, I think, with that deep ball and really selling that. And I think that he's a little bit more of a threat with the run as well. Uh, I just I'm not really sold on Mac Jones. Uh, he does go through his progressions very well, uh, does take a lot of sacks. I think he sometimes forces the ball in the places versus kind of just throwing the football away. And they don't have very much stability behind Mac Jones. It's like they've almost went all in with Mac Jones, especially when you look at what they did with Bailey Zappi cutting him. And now he's on the practice squad as well. And so I'm not really sold on that Uh, from the running back situation, what they have with Ezekiel Elliott. I love Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's going to help Ramonde Stevenson, Um, I think that this is probably the best running back room that Bill Belichick has had in quite some time, Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, they had Sonny Michelle, um, they had, uh, gosh, I can't even think he played with Russell Wilson for quite some time. He was the pass, the pass running back out of the, uh, out of the backfield a lot, catching a lot of passes. I know his last name starts with white. I can't remember his first name, but hopefully I'll look that up guys and get it to you. But going back to it, Ezekiel Elliott and Ramonde Stevenson, I think are one of the best tandems here that Bill Belichick can possibly have. I think Ezekiel Elliott at this point in time is going to be an excellent gold line back. And at some point he will be able to come out there and catch the football a lot like he did in o- or OSU, yeah, Ohio State University. He also was pretty good with that when he first started out with the Cowboys. I know the tread on the tires are, are a bit where now that he's a bit older, but he's going to be a serviceable running back. And I think he's going to help Ramonde Stevenson because remember the Patriots were rolling and then Ramonde Stevenson went out. He broke my heart that one day where <laughs> he had an ankle injury, I think sustained against the Cardinals. Nobody knew he was going to play. I subbed him out 
and he had a career high against the Raiders in a, a, an out like a crazy game that came down to like I think overtime or something like that where I think the Patriots ended up winning the game but uh, or actually they might have lost that game actually yeah via uh, interception to Chandler Jones go figure but um, yeah, point being they needed to get some help for Ramonde Stevenson. I like Ezekiel Elliott in that signing. I think it's going to work out very well for them. Um, yeah, Ramonde Stevenson, he's an everything back. He's going to be out there to give Mac Jones momentum. And that's what I was talking about with the whole uh, situation with Mac Jones. I think that even if a guy like Ramonde Stevenson or Ezekiel Elliott have it going, it scares me because I'm not sure that you know Mac Jones is going to be the guy um, that's necessarily going to be able to take advantage of that, especially from a, uh, if if the Patriots are behind a lot, which I think is going to happen this season. Um, I'm not sure that Mac Jones is going to win a game for me with his arm. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is his uh, now number one. Juju Smith-Schuster showed for a year in Pittsburgh he could be the bona fide number one. Um, didn't show that with Kansas City, which scares me in this signing. He's going to Mac Jones, who I think – in all honesty, this is probably the most downgraded quarterback that he's played with in his career. Um, I'm not sure that Mac Jones is going to be able to open it up for him down the field as much. And it's going to turn Juju Smith-Schuster into a little bit more of an intermediate route runner. And I think that Juju Smith-Schuster is a lot better when he's able to get over the top of defenses and mix it in there with the the intermediate routes that are, you know, 15 plus. And I'm not sure that this offense is going to be designed to really utilize those strengths for him. But he is the number one guy. It's probably one of their best number one guys that they have had uh, behind him. You got Devontae Parker. Um, and then they still have Kendrick Boyce over there as well. So, uh, you know, they didn't really upgrade so much at the wide receiver position like I expected them to. But, uh, you know, hey. Hunter Henry, I think he's going to have a very good year. I love the fact that they went out and got uh, Grisketsky over here from uh, Miami. I think that he certainly could emerge, but Hunter Henry is a very, very good um, tight end. Looking at the defense, I think that, you know, New England is very serviceable here. You're looking at Matthew Judon, who's one of the better middle linebackers here. Uh, Bentley as well, uh, playing that linebacker position. Um you know, they've got some solid, solid corners, too, as well. Um, you know, Jonathan Jones over here. So and then I love this kid too, the rookie Christian Gonzalez. I think he's going to be very good as well. So, I mean, defensively, Bill Belichick, he has everything that he wants defensively. Offensively, they just have way too many holes here. Um, and I expect for them to probably be, I'm going to say, the bottom of this division, if not the third best team, I think that they could leapfrog Miami. I know that they were in the playoff run last year, but I just think that this division has gotten a lot better. And I don't think offensively New England has gotten better with this division. Therefore, I think that they're going to be in the bottom of the division. Uh, Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. We all know what the Buffalo Bills can do. We know what the Buffalo Bills have. I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to be the top in the division with the Jets. I think that it's going to probably come down to the Jets and Bills at the top of this the division. Um, you know, Josh Allen, you know what he can do. Uh, but it starts with the running back room. And I love the fact that they did go over and get Damon Harris from New England. 
but it is inconsistent. Uh, Damon Harris was up and down in his career with the Patriots. I think you're going to see a lot of that uh, this year. And I think that the main problem with the Bills is they, they're not able to run the football when they need to. It's great when they could pass the ball, but when you mitigate that and you, you, you minimize that, that's where my, or excuse me, the Bills, I was about to say Miami, the Bills run into a lot of problems. And I don't think that they really went out there and addressed that. Uh, I love the fact that they do have uh, Latavius Murray on the roster. I think Latavius Murray uh, is an RB1, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's not RB1 throughout the year, uh, just because he's a bit more consistent than Damon Harris is. They're still trying to figure out what they get from James Cook. I think he's the either the brother or, or cousin of Dalvin Cook, but I think it's the brother, uh, James Cook. So James Cook, he had an okay year last year, not really sold on him so much. Hopefully he gets some opportunities. Naheem Hines, he came over. He gave the Bills a little bit of a spark from the Colts, but not enough to justify as being an RB1. Uh, starting with the wide receiver room, you know what they have with Stephon Diggs. Um, you know what they have here with uh, Gabe Davis. A uh, little bit of a downgrade at wide receiver three. They have Dante Hardy over there. They let McKenzie go. Um, but I, I still think that they're still going to be fine. They have Dawson Knox over here at the tight end position. Um, so they're going to be okay. Even though they took a little bit of a downgrade at the slot position, the Bills are still going to be able to score points. They're still going to be able to pass the ball all over the field. Von Miller coming back is huge for this defense. He was out, I think, with the Achilles injury. Um, they had Ed Oliver on the inside here. Uh, right outside linebacker, you have uh, Matt Milano. Um, they still have uh, uh, Tredavious White here, uh, Taron Johnson at the cornerback position, um, Kel Elms as well. Um, and then they have Micah Hyde as well at the free safety position coming over from Green Bay. I think this is either year two or three for him. Uh, Jordan Poyer at the strong safety position um, as well. And so, you know, you're looking at a very solid, solid, uh, Bills team. They didn't necessarily upgrade, but they're solid. And it is going to feel like a little bit of an upgrade that they give Von Miller back. I think the bottom line is when you're looking at this particular division, it's going to be the New York Jets and the uh, Buffalo Bills that are going to be duking this out. Uh, I slightly like the Jets more in this division. I think that they have a little bit more juice than the Bills. I love what they've done. Offensively, they have upgraded. They upgraded and I think won in every part of the division as far as offensively. Like Aaron Rodgers at this point in time in his career, he has more, he has more, I think, weapons on the offense than he's probably had in the last, I'm going to say two years in Green Bay. Um, maybe three. I, I mean, I can't say three because Devontae Adams was there, I think, uh, three years ago with him in, in Green Bay before he was traded off to um, to to the Raiders and he had a serviceable year with him. So I'm going to say it's one of the best offensive um, like lineups that he's had in quite some time. I mean, running back wise, tight end wise, wide receiver wise, and then he's coming into a defense that was super, super solid last year. So I think for that, I, I like the Jets. They're going to win this division in the AFC East. And then, you know, scrapping it out, 
man, I like I like the Patriots because they were there last year. I don't really trust Tua. And then I'm saying because of that, I think I'm giving the slight edge to the Patriots to finish third in this division. Wouldn't surprise me if they're contesting for a playoff spot in the AFC in, in general. But I think because of the health concerns that I personally have with Tua, I like the Patriots over them. Um, next up, we're going into the next division here. Um, and that actually is going to be the AFC North. Sorry, guys. Let me throw that up there for you. So the AFC North starting off here with the Bengals. And so we know that the Bengals go with Joe Burrow. He's coming back from the calf. I think he's going to be fully fine here. Uh, Joe Mixon is expected to have a very good year. Um, they no longer have Samaji P. Ryan. And that's going to be huge because Joe Mixon does get banged up a lot this year. And because of that, I think that you're going to have to really bank on Joe Burrow being healthy and going down the field. You know what they have from a wide receiver standpoint with Jamar Chase. They kept T. Higgins. I love the fact that they have Tyler Boyd as well. This is probably one of the best tandems, I think, as far as wide receiver play in the entire league. Uh, they upgraded a little bit. Maybe we'll see with Irv Smith Jr. coming over at the tight end position. Had some very good years with Minnesota. Uh, had some bad years too as well. So I don't know about that. Defensively, they're going to be tough. You know, you're looking at DJ Ritter up here. Uh, you're looking at Jermaine Pratt at the middle linebacker position, uh, Logan Wilson. Um, and I think that Joe Burrow took a little bit of a pay cut here in order to keep this defense intact. So these guys are going to be very good. You know what you're going to get with the Bengals. They're going to be tough. Uh, I think that that whole narrative of just coming in there and you're just going to get a win against the Bengals, that no longer is serviceable. It's not going to happen. They're tough defensively and offensively. Next up, you're looking at the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland now is really thinking, okay, we paid millions and trillions and trillions of dollars for Deshaun Watson. We can't say that it was failed yet. We really feel like we could still move forward. You're getting a full year with Deshaun Jackson, or excuse me, Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson. So you're getting a full year with Deshaun Watson, and you're hoping that Deshaun Watson is going to be able to take that leap. Um, I love the fact that they bring Josh Dobbs over from the Titans for a little bit of insurance uh, in case that doesn't work out. But I think that the one to really keep an eye on, it, it, one of my more favorite players to watch in last year's draft, last year's draft and college series uh, was Dorian Thompson uh, out of UCLA. I think that this kid has a real shot and winning the quarterback uh, position. If Deshaun Watson um, fails, I think that this is a guy that mimics what he does. He reminds me of a young Deshaun Watson. I think that was a terrific uh, draft pick. I think it's a guy that you want to keep your eye on. As far as the running back room is concerned, you know what you get with Nick Chubbs. They no longer have, uh, Kareem Hunt, that kind of scares me a little bit because Nick Chubb has taken some injuries over the course of his career. And I think that Kareem Hunt has probably been the most healthy. Um, they don't have uh, Ernest over here anymore as well to kind of back him up. So that's a little scary from the running back situation. Uh, I did like what John Kelly Jr. was able to do here in his fifth year out of Tennessee. He looked really, really good throughout the preseason. Perhaps I think he has a real opportunity to really step up here uh, and really take a lot of those second uh, opportunities 
uh, away from whatever running back could be in that position. But this was a young man that I just talked about, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think that this guy could be a starter in this league, and I think he he has an opportunity to be a starter here for Cleveland. The wide receiver room, Amari Cooper, he is the guy. Amari Cooper, whether you like it or not, uh, he's been serviceable as a pro, now his third team. He did a, a very good job last year. Uh, he did have to play with two quarterbacks, and he still, I think, had a 1,000-yard um receiving season so he's really getting it done showing that the quarterbacks didn't really slow him down and I think the the biggest thing about Amari Cooper is really consistency Uh, he's going to have to stay consistent in this offense especially for Deshaun Watson to really get a feel and get get that rhythm back to where he was before Uh, they added Elijah Moore over here from the Jets he had some good years there but the one to watch is going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones he had some really good games last year Uh, He showed that he can actually be a number one or a really good number two. I'm looking to see that consistency this year. And I think that that's the biggest thing that you're going to hear from me with this Cleveland Browns is consistency, consistency, consistency. Cleveland has not been consistent at all. Uh, Dating back to where they made it to the AFC championship game or whatever it was where they were deep in the playoffs with Baker Mayfield, they have not been able to find any consistency Uh, they have a couple pieces here Jakeem Grant coming over from Chicago and Miami these are guys that have played in the league Um, they bring them over so they have a a young kind of veteran core at the wide receiver position so it's not like Deshaun Jackson or I keep calling him Deshaun Jackson uh, the wide receiver that used to play the NFL Deshaun it's not like Deshaun Watson has uh, you know the the kind of wide receiving core, like say like the Bengals in this division, but he has a very serviceable uh, wide receiver core that can certainly get it done. It showed moments uh, and it should allow him to be dynamic and get out of the pocket and scramble and open some of these guys up. Um, You know, I love the fact that they have um, one of the better tight ends up here. You're looking at him right now. I think that this guy's a top 10 tight end in this league. Certainly if you're playing fantasy football, uh, you want to pick up uh, Nicole. Um, next up, as far as defensively, it starts with this guy, uh, Zadarius Smith, the, the guy that they traded for uh, from Minnesota. I think he's a clear upgrade here. Defensively, it's not a problem for Cleveland. Uh, Miles Garrett, Smith, these guys are going to put a lot of pressure on the football. Uh, I love the fact that they have some pressure inside um, that they can apply to you. Linebackers are very solid this year. And I love the fact that from a cornerback position, uh, they've looked good there as well. You know, I like the fact that some of their corners are able to to go out out here and play some man coverage, starting with Denzel Ward. Uh, Very good. Uh, They have Newsom, the second over here as well. Uh, He's played very well in year two. And so very solid on the back line for Cleveland. Defensively, they're going to win some games, but I think that Cleveland only goes as far as their offense is really going to carry them. So uh, I think they're going to be in the mix. I don't think that they're going to win the division, but I think that they're going to be scrapping. Uh, Next up, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Clearly they had to go out and sign this guy again, and that started with Lamar Jackson. Um, I like the fact that they have Tyler Huntley on the roster, a very serviceable uh, Josh Johnson played for about 14, 15 teams. He's a pro's pro. J.K. Dobbins, you're hoping that you can get this guy back and regain that running game the way that they had it before. Gus Edwards, they got Justin Hill. 
I think the undercard in this is going to be Melvin Gordon the third. I think that there's carries to be had, especially since the top three guys in front of him continuously get hurt. Uh, so I think that this is the one of the best chance that Melvin Gordon has to really step up and be an RB1 maybe one more time in his career. Uh, one of the another big signings here that they went out and got probably one of the better wide receivers that Lamar Jackson has ever played with and that Odell Beckham the junior. Um, you're wondering – uh, does he still have anything left in the tank? He's took a year off. Uh, what we're getting from camp is that he can still go out there and separate. You're getting Nelson Aguilar, uh, who believe is a Super Bowl champion, played with the Eagles here. So a guy that uh, is very serviceable in this league. Uh, Rashad Bateman, a guy that showed flashes here. And then they also have Zay Flowers, who a lot of people feel like he might have been the best wide receiver coming out this year uh, at least according to Steve Smith the way he's able to get in and out of routes uh, he's very very good so Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham should really lead the wide receiving core Mark Andrews one of the better um, I think tight ends in the league especially if he can stay healthy Isaiah Likely a guy that I tracked last year showed that he can be a tight end one as well um, and he also splits out like a wide receiver too um defensively we always know that uh, Baltimore is going to have a good defense they went out and signed uh, Jadavian Clowney here to get him over there at the left outside linebacker position so they got a lot better there um, they've already got Raquan Smith out there this defense is going to be very good you know they still have Patrick Queen and he's only in year three uh, Marlon Humphreys at the cornerback position uh, these guys are going to be loaded defensively so Really, the question for them is going to be the health of Lamar Jackson. They made it to the playoffs. Lamar Jackson was unable to play uh, due to an injury. And so they're only going to go as far as he's going to carry them and also to as far as that running game is going to carry them as well. The Ravens are predicated off the run. If they got the running going, they're going to be able to hit you with a lot of deep balls and things like that. I've never seen a Baltimore Ravens team – even dating back to the Joe Flacco days uh, where they actually just opened it up and threw down the field like that. They always hit you with all these deep passes, but it was always predicated off the fact that they ran the football very well. Uh, you know, when they had, uh, I think it was Jamal Lewis, they had uh, Willis McGahee, like they've always had very good running backs, no running backs equals no success for the Ravens. Just remember that. Um, so next up, the next team in this division, um, as we look at a couple more of the starters here defensively um, for the Ravens, Cal Hamilton. I'm really looking for him to do well in year two here. Um, Justin Tucker, one of the better kickers. And the next team up is to Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh Starting with Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett is ready to take that step. I just had a discussion with a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, and I, I believe that that Kenny Pickett um, and, and George Pickens are going to be one of the best one-two tandems in the league. And I think that that evolution is going to take place this year. And the one thing that I will say about George Pickens that a lot of people are probably not thinking about – George Pickens was actually rated ahead of Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. The only reason that Chris Olave and I think um, 
Garrett Wilson had the more success is because they played with C.J. Stroud. Obviously, you see that C.J. Stroud was an Heisman, uh, almost a Heisman Trophy winner here. So, look, he was the better wide receiver coming out. He still had a very good college career, and I think that he has found himself in the perfect situation here in Pittsburgh. I think that this guy is going to carry the offense. Najee Harris, not so sold. Uh, at year three of Najee Harris, he has faced a lot of injuries. I think that the, he's running behind a very tough offensive line. And when I say tough, it's not the same offensive line that Pittsburgh fans are used to back in the day with Pouncey and these guys like that. And I think it's going to be tough to find some running room for Najee Harris. And I think that Jalen Warren uh, and McFarland might actually be the better running backs this year. I really do. I think that Jalen Warren is going to have a very good year. He's looked very explosive. And he reminds me of another running back that Pittsburgh had to take a chance on when Le'Veon Bell decided to hold himself out. And he reminds me of James Conner. He really does. And I like that. Uh, This is a guy that can run the football very well. I expect Jalen Warren to actually go out there and get some RB1 reps. Uh, Might even actually take over the job this year. Dante Johnson, again, I I know they have him listed as the number one. Uh, You see George Pickens right there at 80. Let me tell you something. George Pickens is that guy. Okay, so if you're looking at this right now, George Pickens is the guy. Dante Johnson, um, I, I think he's a serviceable two and three, but George Pickens is the guy. If you've looked at the preseason, you've looked at the spectacular catches that George Pickens has had. And he played in Georgia. Okay, he played with uh, Bennett and, like I said, Stroud compared to Bennett. Obviously, I believe Stroud's the better quarterback. I think that Bennett, um, he worked hard, right? And Bennett played with a lot of guys on that roster. Like, he played with a loaded roster. George Pickens played on a roster where he it was so loaded, you probably didn't even know he was out there playing, but he was actually making some noise. But now, like I said, I think his coming out party is now he had a coming out party last year i had him stashed away in my fantasy football if you are a fantasy football player and you are looking at my show i am telling you you should probably go out there and you should get george pickens off the rip you should draft him he is not going to be available in the free agency um so anyway i I think that george pickens is going to have a very good year um right there in the third wide receiver slot it's very interesting with Allen Robinson remember how Allen Robinson struggled with the Rams um he didn't really take advantage I think of his situation with the 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 Chicago Bears either uh, not really sold on him for the most part uh, I think that this is probably going to be one of the tougher things that Pittsburgh has to face here is the wide receiver room uh, love the fact that they have Miles Borkin over here from Notre Dame but the wide receiver room is a bit light. Uh, I, I just think that they're going to struggle a little bit there. Um, you're looking at one of the better tight ends here with Fairmouth. I think that he is going to be a top 10 tight end. Definitely one of those guys I would have on my fantasy roster as well. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity. And defensively, I think that Pittsburgh is going to have one of the better defenses in this division. No doubt about it. Um, You know, they're going to get T.J. Watt back. When I was discussing with the fan as well, we were talking about the fact that T.J. Watt missed about seven or eight games. And remember in Ben Roethlisberger's last year, they were undefeated uh, at one point and they had the best 
defense in the league. Uh, it's just that defensively they were in a bit of a bind last year because they they didn't have their best defensive player. So, you know, I think that T.J. Watt is going to be a huge impact here. Um, you know, I think that you're looking at Cole Holcomb. Here's a guy that uh, came over from Washington. It pains me that they let this guy go, and now he's a legit starting uh, middle linebacker here. Makes me proud, man, of all the years I've played Madden. Uh, and this guy never would cut him loose. And this is why, because when you look at his tape, he flies all over the football. He is a tackling machine and he also knows how to play very good zone coverage. And so I think that Pittsburgh has got to still with this guy. I think he's going to have a spectacular year. He's going to make a lot of plays for them. And, and linebacker has always been very good for Pittsburgh over the years. And they it's, it's no different this year. Cornerbacks, they have very good corners, uh, starting with Patrick Peterson, who has come over, I believe, from the Cardinals. Very good pickup there. Uh, I like what they have. And Levy Wallace as well. Um, they've got Joey Porter – or, yeah, Joey Porter Jr., Man, I'm old. I, I remember watching his dad play. So he's looked very good in the preseason. Uh, a rookie, I think that he is going to make an instant impact here uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're going to be very good defensively. It's just going to be finding the, the points. And I think a lot of that's going to be placed on Kenny Pickett as far as throwing the ball. I'm not sure that they're going to be able to necessarily run the football as well as they would like to until they upgrade the offensive line a little bit more uh, to, to get that running game started. So uh, because of that, I, I think that they're going to struggle a bit in this division because they're going to have to manufacture a lot of points via the air. Um, and I just don't think that Pittsburgh has enough as far as in that wide receiver room that's going to carry them from a week-to-week -week basis. Like they're going to have some ups and downs there in this division. So um, what I think it's going to come down to in this particular division um, – I think that it, it's probably going to come down to, I think you're looking at, and I would say the Ravens, and you're also looking at the Bengals. Um, I think that it's going to be the Ravens and Bengals in this division. Um, I think that the Bengals are the most complete team in this division. Uh, they didn't make any upgrades, but I think what they did was they they kept Higgins. And if you were paying attention, a lot of people thought that uh, they were going to let go of Higgins or Boyd, but they were able to keep the three-headed monster there from the receiving core. And I think that that's going to hide the fact that even if Joe Mixon does go down in the running game, um, they're going to be able to get a lot of this stuff done with, you know, screen passes and things like that, which are a, an extension of the run game. So I think that you're going to see Joe Burrow take complete command as usual of this offense. And I think it is going to be a tough, a tough, tough team to, to really stop. Now, I like the Ravens, but the problem with the Ravens and winning this division is I told you before, it starts with the running game. And I'm not really sold on their running game. I don't think that these guys are going to play. I don't think they're going to play seven games. You know, I, I, I have a real, real have uh, like a real, real uh, issue in really believing in the Ravens as far as um, being able to go out here and they're able to legitimately run the football down your throat. Um, I think that Lamar Jackson has had his most success uh, running the football. And I think that even when he's opened it up as a passer, the running game is clicking. If the running game is not clicking, I, I just think it's hard to believe that 
you know, Odell Beckham and these guys like that, especially now him taking a year off, are going to win in the secondary like that. If they're going to win and then I don't have to put eight in the box. You know, now if you're not running the football well, essentially what that's saying to me is that I can go ahead um, and I can just put a spy down on Lamar and then basically go ahead and try to cover up the rest of the guys on the back end. You know, Zay Flowers, I think, is going to have a very good year, but keep in mind he is a rookie. Um, I'm not really sure what you're going to get. I didn't see a, a whole bunch in the, the preseason. Then again, the preseason is a little bit different. And if you're looking at the podcast, you're looking at John Madden uh, 2024 gameplay here. You're looking at actual gameplay of what I would say would be the championship game in this division. And right there, you're seeing the Bengals. You're seeing them stuff the run game to start off. And, you know, a lot of people are sleeping on the Bengals because defensively they're a lot better than – uh, what you give them credit for because you're so in love with uh, what they can do offensively. But defensively, I think that they're going to be able to match the Ravens there. Uh, and because of that, I, I, I like the Bengals in this division. I like them to contest. I like them to go far. And I'm just not really sold so much on Lamar Jackson uh, being able to win this uh, just off the pass alone. So uh, with that being said, let's move over to our last division, which is the AFC West here. I'm going to throw that up here. Got some more gameplay for you. Uh, so with the AFC West, it starts with Denver here. I, I think Denver is going to be the poorest team in this division. Starts with Russell Wilson. And I love Russell Wilson. I, I watched Russell Wilson when he was at North Carolina State in college. I watched him when he went over to, uh, I believe it was, I think it was Nebraska is either Nebraska or Wisconsin. I think where he transferred for his grad degree and actually played for that one year. But uh, I've always watched him play off the run and he's always also had good defenses over the last couple of years. Even the year that he had with Seattle, that was very, very good where he threw for, you know, thousands of yards, stuff like that. They didn't really have a serviceable running game. Um, and I, I don't think that, that, that that Russell Wilson has necessarily fallen off. I think that Russell Wilson doesn't have a running game. And because he doesn't have a running game, I think that they struggle because of that. I think he struggles because of that. The one thing that Sean Payton had when he was with New Orleans and Drew Brees, he always had good running backs. And he had Alvin Kamara at a high level, right? He had Mark... Ingram at a high level. Okay. So he's always had very good running backs. If Sean Payton is going to win and he's going to unlock Russell Wilson again, he's going to have to have good runners. All right. And so we're going to go into that. Now, behind Russell Wilson, they have Jared Stenham. A guy's been a journeyman, uh, not very much of a good backup. So I think that they're still all in on. Russell Wilson. And I think it's clear to say, based off what you've seen so far, Seattle has won that trade so far, the Russell Wilson trade. Now, we're going to go into the running back position here. So looking at the running back position, they had Javante Williams. Javante Williams entering year two, okay, played with Sam Howell, very good running back, showed flashes last year. He didn't really go over the top. Um made it serviceable for them to cut Melvin Gordon. I don't know with Javante Williams. A lot of people are saying that he could actually be the next Alvin Kamara. 
I, I don't know, you know, because I think Alvin Kamara runs with a bit more nastiness and gets a lot of his pad level squared up and, and really can bull you over. I didn't necessarily see that with Javante Williams. Uh, he does have that stature. He is a smaller running back, so it's a little tougher to kind of see him back there. Um, you know, I think he's elusive. I don't know if he has top, top end speed. Uh, he does have good hands. He did catch a lot of footballs. He did play with Sam Howell in college, so he can do that. But I love the fact that they have Samaji P. Ryan. And out of the two, I think Samaji P. Ryan is the guy that actually can bring some balance to this offense. And I think that if Denver is to get out of the, the bottom of the basement in the AFC West, I think it starts with Samaji P. Ryan, more so than it does uh, with Russell Westbrook. Looking at the wide receivers, starting with Jerry Judy, guess what? Newsflash, Jerry Judy is already hurt. Newsflash, Jerry Judy has always been hurt. Newsflash, they continue to keep Jerry Judy as the number one coming out of Alabama. I think it is time to move on from Jerry Judy. I'm very concerned with the fact that Denver didn't go out there. They didn't upgrade their, their passing attack. And Sean Payton's offense is also predicated on at least having one good receiver that can do everything. Think about Michael Thompson when he was one of the best in the league. Um, you know, when he was one of the best in the league, he was pretty much able to do everything on the route tree. Denver doesn't have one wide receiver on the roster that I think can do everything on the route tree. Jerry Judy is more of a guy that I, to me, he's more of a deep threat. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I mean, he's okay. He's more of like a, an, an, a kind of like a short range slot kind of wide receiver. Um, so is Tim Patrick. Uh, and, and Hamler is more of a home run wide receiver. So the wide receiving room to me, I think is one of the weaker standpoints on Denver. Uh, and that's really going to be tough. And I think when you looked at their preseason game in week one, Sean Payton wasn't very happy and they kept the offense on the, the field for almost the entire first quarter uh, until they got a fourth down conversion against Arizona. And I think that only became uh, to fruition because Arizona pretty much ran a cover zero or all out blitz and Russell Wilson was able to catch him. Um, otherwise the offense looked terrible. And I think that they're going to struggle this year uh, the wide receivers, like I said, they can't stay on the field. Um, when you look at the, the the history, the knee injuries to Sutton, uh, the 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 ankles to to Judy Hamler, the hamstrings, like they are really going to struggle as far as going down the field. Now I'm curious to see what this Marvin Mims uh, young man can do. Uh, I think that he's going to see a lot of opportunities. I'm hoping he can stay healthy. He might be the best wide receiver uh, in 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 the team or on the team um, for Denver. Um, you're looking at the guy here at tight end that I think is going to be an instant impact for them. Uh, I think that they're going to have to rely on him defensively. They still have Randy Gregory over here coming from Dallas. Uh, you know, they have Joshua Joel uh, playing middle linebacker. You're looking at one of the better corners in certain, but other than that, uh, Denver is really going to struggle. I think that they're going to be dead last in the AFC West. I think that Sean Payton is in for a rude awakening. I think he's talked a lot of stuff and smack, um, you know, about the coaching job of Hackett, but I think he's going to run into 
a really tough division, and he's going to, to run into a situation where he needs to upgrade that roster quick, fast, and in a hurry. Denver is in trouble this year. Uh, next up, probably one of the best in the division is going to be uh, clearly the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the best in the division. Uh, I think that they're going to possibly go ahead and repeat. I expect them to go deep into the, the AFC uh, you know, championship game or whatever that looks like for them. As long as Patrick Mahomes is able to stay healthy here, I think that you're looking at a team that is going to be destined. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I think that they've found a legit running back one. I think that they can now uh, begin to move on from Clyde's Edwards O'Laire. And I think Jarrett McKinnon really compliments him well uh, coming out of the backfield. I love how Andy Reid is able to use him. Um, yeah, Clyde o Edwards O'Laire here coming in at wide or running back three. Uh, the question for them is going to be wide receiver play. Now, I will say this a lot of people were wondering that, you know, they got rid of Tariq Hill. Would they still be able to, to pass the football? And the question is yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, basically what um, what Andy Reid and Mahomes proved to you is that they don't need a legit wide receiver one. Really, all they need is for you to make plays when the play is there. And that's exactly what uh, Cardalius Tony did in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's what, um, uh, you know, MVS made as well coming over from Green Bay. Um, you know, I think that these guys were able to make timely plays now I will say the one person I do have my eye on here uh, is going to be what they have at uh, wide receiver four and I think that if you are playing fantasy football tonight in the season opener right if you're playing fantasy football tonight and you're looking for a guy to roll the dice on I think it is going to be Rasheed Rice I think that this young man is going to have a stellar game. I think that if Kelsey doesn't play, he is going to get a lot of looks. And I think that uh, Skylar Moore here is more, or Sky Moore, excuse me, he's more of a deep threat. And I think that this guy is the more complete guy along with Watson. These two, I think, are the sneaky uh, wide receiver ones in this offense. And I think that they're going to get a lot of opportunities this year for the Chiefs. But Sky Moore, a lot of people are wondering, is he going to be wide receiver one? I don't think so. I think he's going to be more of a deep threat. Um, you know, I, th I think he's more like a Tariq Hill, but he's not going to be the Tariq Hill that was more of a complete Tariq Hill that pretty much did just about everything um, along with do the deep routes. I think he's just going to be a deep route specialist. Um, Travis Kelsey, look, he could possibly be out today, but if he is out, if he is still on the roster, I think a guy you want to take a look at is Fortson. Um, I was very impressed with Fortson last year. Jody Fortson was a guy that I nearly stashed on my fantasy football uh, roster. He plays a lot like a split uh, wide receiver. Uh, he actually almost mimics a lot of what Kelsey does, but he's a little bit bigger. So I like Jody Fortson if you have to go with a tight end tonight. Uh, I think that this guy could be big for you if Jody Fortson is healthy and on the roster. Um, next up, probably one of the biggest losses that Kansas City could have going into tonight's game, and that's going to be with uh, Chris Jones. Uh, Chris Jones is a guy that, uh, you know, Chris Jones affects the defense. I think he's one of the better defensive players 
uh, on the team, I think that a lot of the pressure that's generated up front starts with Chris Jones. Um, I'm curious to see now what's going to happen here now that Chris Jones is not there. I think as of now of this this podcast, uh, he hasn't uh, gone out there and he hasn't uh, formally gone out there and signed a deal. So I think that this is going to be tough for Kansas City to overcome because Kansas City doesn't play that good of a defense uh, to begin with. They're more of a defense that essentially they're trying to to hold but not break. Um, so I think that they're just – they have enough to win a Super Bowl because of what they have offensively. They have enough to slow you down. But as far as them going out there and generating a whole bunch of turnovers and things like that, this is not that unit. Um, they're more one of those teams that defensively they probably get better as you play from behind because as you play from behind, you know you have to force the action a little bit. Um, and that kind of generates a lot of the pressures and turnovers that I think Kansas City may get. Next up, you're looking at the uh, you're looking at the Los Angeles Chargers. I was about to say the San Diego Chargers, uh, and it starts with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Uh, obviously, Justin uh, Herbert is a guy that can play through pain. I remember where he had the ribs cartilage, and he was able to play through that tough guy. Um, they don't have too much behind him. They do have this man Max Dungan coming over from uh, TCU. Uh, so he's kind of a serviceable backup uh, if he does go down. But the key to them is Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of a contract dispute, uh, and that's kind of been the key for all running backs this year. But I think Austin Eckler has to have a big year. If he goes down, he's injured. You can really count on the Chargers being in trouble. Uh, Joshua Kelly is a guy that hasn't really stepped up uh, coming out of UCLA as much as the, he should have. Uh, they have Isaiah Spiller coming into year two, I believe now. But uh, the key to the Chargers is going to be their wide receiver play. Starts with Keenan Allen. You're hoping that this guy can stay healthy. This guy can pretty much do it all as far as being on the route tree. He uh, knows every trick of the trade. Uh, this guy can get open at will. And I think a guy who came into his own last year was Mike Williams. The question for Mike Williams is going to be health. Mike Williams showed to the world that he's more of just more than just a deep threat. Um, he reminds you a bit of kind of what Calvin Johnson or Megatron was. Uh, twice I've had to reference him on the show, but he's really looked very, very good. Uh, hopefully you're hoping that he can stay healthy. One of the better tandems in the league if he can stay healthy. Joshua Palmer, a guy that a lot of people thought could ascend to the number one spot here for the Chargers, was inconsistent last year. I think he's going to have a much better year this year. Quentin Johnson, a guy's I love this guy coming out of TCU. Um, here's a guy made play after play last year um, in their title run last year. And this guy can do it all. I mean, he reminds me a lot of what Mike Williams can do, a little bit of what Calvin Johnson can do. Reminds you a little bit of that nastiness that Des Bryant had as well. Quentin Johnson is a guy that I think you should stash if you're playing fantasy football you know, especially if Keenan Allen goes down to injury and Mike Williams, which these guys have have shown that that does happen to them. You might want to keep him on the roster. Jalen uh, Guyton is a guy that also played well for them. So, like I said, they are deep from a wide position, wide receiver position, tight end position. Gerald Everett, one of the better tight ends in the league. I think he's certainly going to get off Joey Bosa, one of the better defenders in this league. So defensively, 
the Chargers have a really good defense. Uh, the problem with the Chargers is that they don't execute when it comes down to um, situational football. That's what got them beat against the, the uh, Jaguars last year. What happened to them when they were up uh, 28 to, to nothing or 30 to seven or something, whatever that was, ridiculously, where they let Trevor Lawrence come all the way back like that? That pretty much sums up the Chargers. I think a lot of the time the Chargers don't get beat by the better team. The Chargers beat themselves. And I think that that's why they changed coaching staff from Coach Lynn. Uh, they got a little bit more nasty. They got a little bit more smarter, but they still haven't really turned the corner from that. They still make bonehead plays. I mean, they'll be up, you know, by 20 and then, you know, they'll keep running the ball out of bounds or something like that. Like they'll do something like that that allows a team to stay in it. And in the National Football League, you can't do that. And I think that that's the problem with the Chargers. If the Chargers were just a bit more, I think, focused in those regards, I think you're looking at a team that could go deep in the AFC. But because of that, I don't like their chances coming out of the AFC West. As many games as they're going to win, they're going to give those games back. It's almost like you're building with your right hand and you're tearing down with your left hand. That signifies what the Chargers are. Next up, looking at probably the team that I think is going to be much improved but I still think is going to be um, battling, I think, at the bottom of this division, and that's the Raiders. I love what they did by getting Jimmy Garoppolo over there. He's won in every situation that he's been in. Um, I like the fact that they have gone out there and they have signed Josh Jacobs, which was huge for me because in every situation that Jimmy Garoppolo's been in, they've always had a good running back, um, good running back room. And, guys, I'm throwing this out there. Side note, I just thought about the Patriots running back. It's James White, who I was referring to. So James White, his name just popped in my head, James White. But going back now to the Raiders, Josh Jacobs. So Josh Jacobs, I think, was a huge sign for them. I think that Josh Jacobs is going to be important for this uh, success of Jimmy Garoppolo, um, along with Damon Williams. Here's a guy that won the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. I think that this guy can be an RB1 as well. Good insurance policy if Jacobs doesn't play well. Devontae Adams, a lot of people think that he's on his way out if he doesn't play well this year. Um, I think he's going to have a better year. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the football to him early and often. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a guy that really forces a lot of things. He does check down a lot, but he does have the arm strength to get it out to you. Jacoby Myers is another guy that they're going to look to have a good year to go along with Hunter Renthrow, who I think is going to have a very good year from the slot position, had a down year last year, but I think that that had to do with a lot of injuries. Uh, they no longer have uh, Waller over there. They do have DeAndre Carter, who is very good, played very good ball, I think, for the Chargers, and he also played well for Washington, too. Uh, defensively, the Raiders have one of the best defenses in the division, starting with Max Crosby. They have the ageless one, Chandler Jones, over there. Um, they have Marcus Peters coming over at cornerback. That's going to help him out a lot. You're hoping he can stay healthy. Uh, Nate Hobbs coming in here at the cornerback two position. So the Raiders, they're going to be okay. Um, I think they're going to be very serviceable. Right now in this division, I have them third I think that at the end of the day, there's just too much to overcome with the Chiefs and Chargers, um, even though they did beat <laughs> they beat the Chargers because 
you know, the Chargers could have ran the clock out uh, and got themselves into the playoffs, but elected not to run the clock out. Or no, no, they called a timeout when the Raiders were trying to run the clock out. That's what it was. And that ended in them uh, kicking a field goal, which basically cost them a loss because they were willing to go with the tie. So because of that, man, I, I just think that the Chiefs and the Chargers will probably be into what we would call the championship game if it were, you know, so to speak, a championship game. I think that these are going to be the top two in this division. Um, I just think that you're looking at a Kansas City Chiefs team that is going to be much better than the Chargers. They're not going to make a lot of the mistakes that the Chargers are going to make. And I just feel like at the end of the day, there's there's no defense that is going to stop um, that's going to stop the the Kansas City Chiefs in this division. I think that this is the Kansas City Chiefs division to win. Um, you're looking at some gameplay if you're looking at the podcast right now, Madden 2024. Uh, I just think that it is going to be Kansas City's uh, division to win here. Um, so moving forward here, we're looking at the last division, and that's going to be the AFC South. So starting with the Jaguars. So the Jaguars have one of the better running back crews in the Ernest Johnson. Um, they have T, uh, T or Travis Eaton Jr., who I think is going to be one of the better running backs this year. I think he's going to take a leapfrog year this year, uh, do very well. One of the better wide receiving cores, Christian Kirk. Uh, they've got Calvin Ridley over from Atlanta. That is a huge upgrade for them. They've got Zay Jones over here. Um, and so I think that you're looking at Coach Doug Peterson. You're looking at Trevor Lawrence in year two. This is the year that they're going to leapfrog some people. This is the year uh, that Carson Wentz took that leap with Doug Peterson in year two. So expect for the Titans to be, or excuse me, the Jags to be very dangerous in this division. They're up and coming defense. They fly around the football. They have a lot of good guys that can play well at the middle linebacker position. They've got a lot of guys that are very good on the corners as well. Uh, you're looking at some of them up here on the screen. Uh, they're going to be very serviceable from the free safety position and the strong safety position. They have some of the better safeties back there. This is a team that will turn you over. And this is a team that showed the mental fortitude to come back last year in that playoff game. So I love the fact that Trevor Lawrence and Peterson have won a playoff game. I think that they're going to take another step forward this year. One of the worst teams in the division um, is going to be the Houston Texans. I think they're going to finish dead last. They're too young. Uh, one of their better offensive talents is going to be Tank Dell, who's looked very good. Uh, Nico Collins coming back at the wide receiver position. Uh, defensively, they have Will Anderson Jr. I think he's going to have a very good year. I think he could possibly be the defensive rookie of the year this year. Um, as far as the cornerback position, they have Shaquille Griffin back there. Uh, Desmond King, who they just actually let go. <laughs> I had him up here on the screen, but they let him go. Um, so that's tough. Another blow for the uh, for the for the Texans. So I think the Texans just have way too many holes here on the offense and defense. I think that they're going to give up a lot of points. One of the guys that I think is going to have a good year for them is this guy right here coming out of Alabama, John Mitchie the third. Remember, he missed last year due to an illness. I think he's going to play very well. Um, and I think that C.J. Stroud, if he's in there, is going to struggle. Uh, they do have Robert Woods over there to give them a little bit of a veteran presence, uh, but they're going to find themselves behind a lot. Running back room, they have one of the better ones with Damon Pierce here. 
Uh, C.J. Stroud, I think, again, is going to struggle mightily with this team. So um, not a whole bunch to talk about with the Texans, man. They are really going to struggle mightily, mightily, mightily this year. So um, just keep that in mind. Next up, another team that I think is going to struggle in this division, and that's going to be the Colts, starting with Anthony Richardson. The fact that they don't have a running back that is signed, that actually can get it done, that hurt, that that really scares me because every time Indianapolis has been good, they've always had a good running back. Um, you know, you look at the fact of when Peyton Manning played, um, he had Edgar and James. Uh, you know, back in the day when Jim Harbaugh played for the Colts, they had Marshall Falk. Um, you know, when Peyton Manning played uh, again, he he had the edge. Uh, he also had a couple different running backs that played with him too that were very good. And so these guys now, they don't have a, a good solid running back and you're throwing a rookie quarterback out there. I like what they have behind him with Minshew, um, but I don't like what they have in the running back room, which really scares me a lot. Um, they just cut Kenyon Drake, so he's out of there. They have Zach Moss here. And they're pretty much going to roll the dice here because it doesn't look like Jonathan Taylor's coming back anytime soon unless he signs a deal. Michael Pittman Jr. coming out of, uh, I believe, USC, yeah. He was more of a play-action, uh, deep-threat kind of guy. He's not going to get that. You saw what happened when Jonathan Taylor was out. He struggled. I'm not sure that he's necessarily going to win, especially with the rookie quarterback who essentially – he's probably not going to have enough time to go through all his progressions. And if he's covered up early, I don't see him really getting the ball out there to him. Isaiah McKinney. I think that is a little bit of an upgrade coming over from Buffalo. Alex Pierce ran into a little bit of a rookie wall last year. He was very good and serviceable for the Colts, but I think he's going to run into a little bit of a wall this year. Uh, defensively, you know, and tight end wise, Mo Ali Cox was not, uh, consistent, but defensively, they're going to be okay. Shaquille Leonard, uh, you know, you got the Forrest Buckner, but the problem with the defense is they're going to be on the field a lot. And because the defense is going to be on the field a lot, I think that the defense is going to wear down. And I think that that's going to hurt them. Uh, I think that the defense is going to struggle because they are going to be on the field a lot. And also, too, the one thing I will say with this is if Anthony Richardson kind of resorts to some of his habits that he had in college where he's kind of trying to make a lot of athletic throws, throwing off his back foot and things like that. That's going to lead to a lot of interceptions, a lot of short fields, a lot of short fields means a lot of punts means your defense is going to struggle a little bit. Next up, or lastly, the Titans. I think the Titans are going to be the second best team in this division. I got the Colts in third just by default because they're, they're not as young as the Titans. They did upgrade or yeah, they're not as young as the, the, not the Titans, but the Texans, they did upgrade a little bit more. Uh, and just, I, I think that they're going to leapfrog them just by a bit, but the second best team is going to be uh, the Titans, you know, starting with Ryan Tannehill, I think as he goes, so do the Titans. He seems to have this game manager play action uh, game down. And I think it starts with Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry is healthy, then you're looking at a team that is going to be very serviceable here. I think this is a team that is going to uh, go very far. 
And I love the fact that they do have some good running back support behind him. Um, I think one of the most interesting question marks for the Titans is going to be what they're going to have at the wide receiver position, starting with Hopkins, uh, you know, Hopkins coming over uh, from the Cardinals. You're hoping that what happened to Julio Jones when he came over from Atlanta, it's not too late for him to come over uh, and be an impact here for the Titans. I think that they've always kind of gone with a little bit of a uh, kind of a, they're almost like patching the wide receiver. They haven't really gone out there and found them a legit wide receiver, even though they do have Taylor Burke, who is a guy that was supposed to come in and replace AJ Brown. He showed some flashes, uh, a little worrisome that he wasn't able to stay on the field and stay healthy. Okay. That, that scares me a lot uh, as, as a fan there. So I think that that's one of the things that coach Verba is going to have to look forward to is some more consistency. Chris Moore, don't know too much about him here. Cal Phillips is a guy that's coming in out of UCLA that a lot of people thought that he made a lot of noise here. Uh, Nkanwo is a guy that he's probably a top 10 tight end, believe it or not. This guy is one of those guys that found the end zone a lot. Um, Defensively, the Titans are going to be good. Coach Verba knows how to go ahead and coach up this defense. I think you're looking at a team that is going to be scrappy like Coach Verba. They still have that. Um, as long as they have Derrick Henry, they're going to be able to pound you uh, to submission, I think, offensively. They're going to make it to where Tannehill doesn't have to make a lot of plays with his arm. Uh, don't really like what they have behind him if Tannehill goes down. I think that that's what costs um, the Titans last year. But I expect them to compete for the top spot in this division um, you know, you're looking at this game right now. If this were a championship game, I think it comes down to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Titans. And I think that Jacksonville is going to win this. I think Jacksonville wins this division. I expect for Coach Peterson and Trevor Lawrence to take a huge jump. I reference Carson Wentz. I told everybody last year that when Doug Peterson went over there to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I thought that this was the best thing that could happen for Trevor Lawrence. And it is, uh, it opened up the playbook. He essentially is coming off the Andy Reed um, coaching tree. You know what I'm saying? So they actually run the same style of offense. And so they've added to the, they got Calvin Ridley as well. He's an all pro. Here's a guy that's a pro bowler, unfortunate situation last year with the gambling stuff. I, and, and from what I understand, if you look at camp and you hear what's going on, they say that this guy is playing with a chip on his shoulder. I really feel like if this were a game, I think that just they're not the Titans aren't going to have enough points to to contend with 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 Jacksonville. Nobody in that division has enough points to go with Jacksonville if it is at its its highest point. Like they're going to be able to open it up. They're going to be able to. It's almost like what somebody described when the Eagles. Uh, won their Super Bowl. It was a fast break offense. That's exactly what Peterson is growing here with the Jags. It's going to be a fast break offense, and not a lot of people are going to be able to figure it out because they're going to be able to score in so many different ways. And it's not like they're going to just be milking it and going to just one person. Like you don't, you literally don't know where it's coming. Like there's so many people that are going to be eating here. As long as Trevor Lawrence is healthy. This is going to be a tough team to stop. And if you're looking at the screen right now, you're looking at Madden 2024. 
Uh, if there is one thing that the Titans could do to you, you're seeing it. You first saw where uh, Derrick Henry had a great run. What does that set up? It sets up the play action here to Taylor Burks, and that's how the Titans are going to get you if they're going to get you in the season. So with that being said, guys, uh, that is today's show. We pretty much went over all the AFC here. We talked about each division. We talked about the winners. We talked about who's going to struggle. I do have one more show coming up here. We're going to talk about exclusively the Lions and the Chiefs. As you just looked at a touchdown from Derrick Henry, man, that boy's going to be tough this year. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Lions. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. I'm going to tell you who is going to win that football game and why. But uh, you know, once again, before I sign off here, let me go ahead and thank the uh, sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show. Let me thank Anchor for going ahead and actually giving us a platform to actually speak on. And uh, just, you know, again, uh, the fans, the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on this thing, fans out there have listened to us on a week to week basis. Uh, we're going to come back with more content and real quickly, guys, I meant to kind of uh, drop off with this, but uh, I think that as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, I think that the Super Bowl prediction to me, um, I think it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I think that the Bills and I think that the Chiefs are going to be, uh, they're going to be in the, or the the Jets, excuse me, and the Bills are going to be in, in the, um, they're going to contest for the AFC, but I think that the Chiefs ultimately have enough to get past um, that division. And I think if there is an upset this year, you know, as far as getting out of the AFC, I think it would be the Jets. And only because I think that the Jets are the more complete team. All right. I think that that's, that's the facts. I think that they're the more complete team here. I think you're looking at a team um, that essentially would be able to possibly upset the Chiefs because defensively they're a lot better uh, there. So I think maybe they might have enough there to maybe slow down Kansas City enough to give themselves a chance uh, to possibly go ahead and uh, win this thing. So with that being said, guys, uh, that is today's show. Be back with another show. I'll see you guys on the next one. This is Rico, Real Talk Sports. We'll be back.